Co. concert this week with my aunt and cousin. I don't know if you know this, but Dead & Co. is like a thing. People follow them all over the country. They even have something called a lot, which is where all these people sell cool handmade things. There's food, there's music. The first tent we saw when we walked in was blasting Jay-Z. Now that is a Dead & Co. concert I can get down with. One that bumps Jay-Z upon entry, baby. Yes, Asher, it was in fact the real Jay-Z. No errors this time. In the lot, I got these super cool, super unique and original tarot card earrings. I'm going to post them on my Instagram. And if you like them, you can get those or any other cool jewelry from a little shop called Crystallized Goddess. I'll leave all their info on Instagram, like I said. Bad news about the lot is it's not rainproof. And oh boy, oh boy, did it pour. I mean, maybe at Woodstock this kind of occurrence is acceptable. But I'm in gladiator sandals bras and brosettes they're not supposed to squish and me I'm always chilling and that's a fact if it's raining and I'm in gladiator sandals with some parking lot gravel grit all over my feet I'm still chilling is your drink warm let me stick my finger in it baby because I'm chilling but physically I was uncomfortable about halfway through the line to get in, there were these people working bag size. What is bag size, you may be asking yourself? Bag size is when they look at your bag and then basically tell you, I can recognize that your bag is, dare I say, impractical. I can see your lipstick, your cell phone, your little wallet hanging out, and your boobs are shapes because the rest of your belongings are stuck in there. However, when you reach security, they're going to tell you that that bag's too small. That is what bag-sized people do. They relay that information to you. But I saw in the distance there's a woman with a bag three times bigger than my head. Why can she bring in that suitcase and I'm forced to walk around cradling my things like I've just been kicked out of a Dave & Buster's for vaping on the DDR machine? She can bring that bag in because it's clear. Isn't it clear by the inch depth? of this fanny pack that I couldn't possibly be harboring anything else, not even a morsel of hope. You have to check those, I'm sorry. We check the bags. Racket, by the way, another get-rich-quick scam. Because if it was about the bag size, then why are these people allowed to bring in duffel-sized bags disguised as cling wrap? I could have made a friend in line and said, hey, I like your large clear bag. May we put our checkbook-sized bags inside yours? I promise you won't even notice. Only then would our bags have been allowed in. What kind of absolute horse shit is that? Karens complain about the wrong shit, man. What if the Karens use their flapping jaws for good? To fix real issues. Like not letting people bring in bite-sized motherfucking fanny packs. We went inside, finally, and tried to hit up a Dunkin' Donuts. You guys know how you get to a concert and start craving a hot matcha on a summer night? Well, this was the Dunkin' Donuts in name only, because all they were serving up was some free samples of some passion fruit failure of a drink. Big fail. At this point, I'm wet and not the good kind. My feet are gritty, and I have not taken my shrooms yet. I'm looking to unlock the secrets of the world that are hidden from living under capitalism, baby. So we got to get to them seats. My question for you, the listener, is why every concert I go to, some, not to stereotype because we are all just human beings in meat suits, right? But it's always, always Caucasians in my seats. 
every time. Hey, another little life obstacle we got to get past, right? My man, you're in our seats. The two broads, yes, I said broads he was with, were not budging either. Staring at their phones like they weren't sitting in seats that my aunt paid for. My man, can you scoot down a couple more seats? The ones you're in are ours. Scram, Patna. How much further do I have to go down? What the fuck? This is what he says to me. This is when I had to have a staff meeting with my personalities. I'm sorry, guys. I know I said everyone could have the night off, but this is an emergency call to arms. Thank you for coming. Now, I know we've never punched a grown man in his goddamn face before. However, is today looking like the day? Do we swing? Yes, Rage, I see you with your hand up. He's drunk, and the me you're restraining will surely knock him over the seats. It'll feel real good. Thank you, Rage, I appreciate the input. Go ahead, practicality. No, no, Rocky. Concerts are your sanctuary. Don't let freedom ring all over the left side of his face. That's not who we are. Okay, you both raise great points, but I am going to go with practicality on this one. <clears throat> I don't care how far you have to go. Just get the fuck out of our seats. Thank you. Concerts and laundromats. Stay giving me problems. He sucked his teeth that have never been near a pussy. And yes, that is a character defect. He went and sat in some other random seats that I'm sure he did not pay for. His girl was committed to the bit, though. She sat a couple seats down, scrolling through her phone, pretending not to be with his embarrassing ass. Then she eventually got up and joined him. Good luck, sis. Now that all these yuck energies were out of our way, I could finally take my shrooms. Listen, I have to say, disclaimer, I'm not advising anyone go out and irresponsibly acquire or take them, okay? I'm simply sharing my experience. Don't be stupid, kid. I could talk about the band, but I'm not really gonna. I will tell you they are the most legendary jam band out there, and it's an experience you need to have on your own. I'll also say, if anyone has an extra ticket to either City Field show this weekend, I am in. I owe me a huge apology because I wasn't true to myself. I had my shades on, I had my feet up, and I was in a vibe mood 3000, baby. Calm in the chaos. I even brought a little notebook because I knew my mind was going to be whirling with lessons and thoughts and growth. But I have to admit, I got nervous to be sitting there writing. I felt weird, but it was all I wanted to do. I'm with two people who love me unconditionally, they feel like home, they would never judge me, but I guess it was everyone else. I was caring about what they all thought. Which, why the fuck am I worried about what they think about me? There were grown men 50 plus years old throwing up in their own hands because they had too many PBRs. And that's not a judgment, it's a fact. Those tailgate hot dogs were never hitting your digestive tract, bruv, sorry. I'll never do that again though. If I want to journal at a concert, that is my life experience, and I owe it to myself to be true to my experience. I did take a few notes, though. The mushrooms mixed with Dead & Co. helped me unlock a couple things that I want to share. I want to share that you should meet your basic needs. You gotta pee, you need water, you hungry, you tired. Address it and fix it fast, if you can. It's only going to make you the best version of yourself. I also thought about how groovy is actually a perfect descriptor for emotion. Frankly, for when you're feeling groovy. So kudos to the creator of groovy and the originator of the word. I often feel groovy and I'm glad the word exists. Lastly, I was thinking about how psilocybin evolves your brain at such a rapid rate. Fungi is literally magic. 
don't believe me, then watch Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Then I thought, I have mental superpowers. I mean, I'm clumsy with them, but I have them. Then I thought, the most popular video game universally is Super Mario Brothers. And when Mario powered up and sped through the game with ease and swagger, he was on mushrooms. Those moves were from a mushroom power-up. Easter egg from the creators of Mario Brothers, perhaps? Great show, D and Liv. Now how do we get out of this parking lot? Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello. Did you have a good week? I sure hope so. This Tuesday is my sweet sister Kaylee's birthday. She's incredible. I love you, Kaylee. I love taking the life train with you day after day, and I hope this year is your best one yet. I have some news. I have to retract my statement from a couple weeks ago when I called Casper the Friendly Ghost a zaddy because he paid me a visit. I'm not joking in the slightest. I had a ghost experience. I was making pasta and I uncovered the pot and I put the lid on the counter and the lid came barreling at me. It glided across the counter on its own. I slammed my hand on it and stopped the bitch. Then I covered the pot, did a lap around my place and went back to, you know, check on the ghost. I take the lid off again and I put it on the counter again and it moves again. Haters will say that the heat was trapped under the lid and that is what actually made the pot take flight and charge at me, but we know the truth. Honestly, that brings us to Rocky's highest thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, wouldn't it be great if the United States of America actually wanted freedom that imposed no harm on anyone? And if that sentence pisses you off or you think people already have freedom, then maybe you just really don't want people to be free. Number two, spelling tests. Those were a fucking waste of time. Number three, people get mad at you when you use a new word or sound to describe something. There's already a word for that. Using different words is word evolution, baby. Let it happen. If someone says hoagie and you say hero and another person says glugger, let it go. You know what they mean. We're all talking about subs. We will never level up as a species if we keep dying on these hills. We have to let language change. This excludes people's names say those right. Number four, what if all concerts and movies and sporting events were at a first-come, first-served basis? Some people would show up early and some would show up late, but I bet we'd have less of a scarcity fear if things were like that. And a lot of people would get to enjoy more entertainment. And number five, sometimes I'm absolutely minding my own business and then the Cousin Skeeter theme song starts playing in my head. My guest this week is comedian Jacqueline Pissarro. Jacqueline's wild word was chaotic, so make sure you stay tuned in for her bite-sized wild night story and be careful talking to strangers. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights with Rocky, on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. If you want to watch extended interviews with all of my guests, please subscribe to me on YouTube. If you'd like to support the show with your wallets, you can join my Patreon for two or five dollars a month a big thank you to everyone who's written a review on apple Podcasts, and a future thank you to all of you who will write one when this episode is over it really does make a difference and now please enjoy my wild nights conversation 
with Jacqueline Pissarro. Jacqueline, welcome. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. You look so bright and sunny and ready to start your day. I'm actually a morning person. Oh, great. Great. We love morning people. And also, you know, that is early for a Saturday. Everyone should should know that we're recording on a Saturday. So I appreciate your time. <laughs> no problem. You know, because I could have had you on this podcast. You could have been hung over. You could have been sleeping in. This could have been a really chaotic situation. So speaking of chaotic, Jacqueline's wild word was chaotic. So Jacqueline, take us into your wild night story, chaotic. Okay. I'll give you a little history first. Give us okay, the history. So when, okay. So when I was like 2021, 20, I was very naive. It was very easy to manipulate me because I thought most people didn't have bad intentions because right. I don't have bad intentions. Right. I was doing this internship. I was interning for this marketing company that helped market movies locally in Arizona. And I was in college. I was at ASU oh. and I met this like horror movie director who claimed that like he lived in LA and that he was there like and he had done the trailer for this haunted house that I was marketing because it was some horror movie that that I was assigned to so I had to go to like horror places it was around Halloween so I was like trying to market at horror haunted houses and stuff like that now, what exactly were you trying to market? Were you trying to promote the film? The movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I started talking to him. He said that like he was a horror movie director and blah, blah, blah. So I got his phone number and then tried to see, you know, if I can possibly intern for him. So I kept in contact with him, not realizing that. So, okay. So one time he came to my apartment and I don't remember what we were really discussing, but looking back, that was stupid to like, let someone come to your apartment. Did you live alone? So no, I had a roommate okay. and she was, I believe she was, the, she was there. Yeah, gotcha. she was there. And he drove an old minivan, right? Mm. And he claimed that this minivan was his parents and that he was in town. Just all of this BS. That night, I met up with him and his friend, and they were trying to get me to do porn. He claimed that he had got some contract with Viv some BS, and I was like, right, right. no, like, I'm not going to do that. So let I'm me take sorry. it back. So you end up, he comes to your apartment, but then later on, you end up somewhere with him and his friend, and they, that's how they tried to coax you into doing porn, but you're going to have exactly. to- how does one get coaxed into doing porn? Do they, are they like, listen, we got the camera set up. We got this little Teddy for you to put on the pizza guy's coming. <laughs> he basically was like, you know, you'll be able to make so much money. Like oh. you can live. I think I was driving a, what was I driving at the time? I had um, a Pontiac. Okay. It wasn't like an old car, but it was, you know, a Pontiac. It wasn't a luxury car. And he was yeah. like, you know, like you would be able to get a Mercedes and you would be able to do all of these things. And I was just like, no. After that, he tried to say too that like he was friends with Lindsay Lohan and he tried to call and he called Lindsay Lohan in front of me with that with his friend. Then I started to realize, uh, obviously, he's a liar. Did she answer? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> then after that, like, I did still stay in contact with him. He invited me over to, like, 
this apartment and I didn't go alone. I went with a male friend. Got it. So when I walked in, it was literally like a crack apartment. There was like 13 people there. They all looked like they were on drugs. Yeah. It was horrible. Obviously he is a very shady person, Uh uh but I remember thinking like, thank goodness I came here with a male friend because had I gone alone, I don't know what would have happened. Like I could have been in a very dangerous, chaotic situation that could have been, I'm not blaming myself, but like, Obviously, he had a lot of red flags that I would definitely know right now and see them like within a minute. Of course, but, like that's when you're learning. Yeah, but mm-hmm. when you're 20, 21, you are, <laughs> you don't think that that's going to happen to you. And that was like the beginning, like even though that was in Arizona, I don't think he ever lived in LA, but like that was kind of like training me for LA. Like there's tons of people in LA who are like that. They just yeah. lie and they make things up and they act like they're doing stuff that they're really not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like fake. And they are preying on people who want, have these big dreams and want to be famous and they're just porn directors. Now- you go into this house with your friend immediately was your friend like get us the fuck out of here this is a problem let's rock and roll no we walked in and he was able he just like look we just kind of like looked at each other and we knew it was weird but then I think the guy picked up on it Mm -hmm. and he pulled us outside and started talking to us outside and then that was it we left Mm -hmm. I don't really remember how long I was there. I just remember thinking, oh my God. This was a bad situation I got myself into. Yeah. And did he try to contact you afterwards? I believe that he did, but I just stopped replying to him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I probably ghosted him. Yeah. And did the film ever get made? The horror film? His, no. He just has like random trailers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's all fake. It is definitely all fake. I don't know how he makes his money, probably mm-hmm. doing something illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a but, real scam, scam artist. Yeah, for sure. I think that he's definitely a total scam artist. Did you feel really dirty afterwards? Were you like, this was a bad situation? Yeah, I was like pretty grossed out and thankful that I was smart enough at least to bring a male friend mm-hmm. because I do think that people are a little bit more afraid to mess with you if you're with a male yeah. than a female I, I like kind of bad as that seems I do no. think that they see a male as a little bit threatening especially because my friend is not a small dude he's a big dude he's like at least six foot he's well yes. like fairly just not a big he he was bigger than that guy for sure yeah I don't think that's weird or crazy at all when I went to school I went to school I actually wanted to talk to you about this because I know you're from a Long Island but I went to Adelphi so I was auditioning my senior year of college they really wanted us to get out there and audition and things that had nothing to do with the school and I just remember I had this audition at this apartment in this really like kind of not super great neighborhood but I didn't want to say no to the audition because at 
again, 21, 22, you're thinking, let me get every audition I can get. So I brought my friend, Jim, who is, he's like six foot, six foot one, and he's pretty intimidating looking, but he's just like one of those guys where you're like, oh, okay, that guy looks like he doesn't mess around. Even we lived together and the kids in the neighborhood would always be like, yo, you a cop? And he was not a cop. They would just be like, oh, I think that guy's a cop, but he wasn't um, because I wouldn't live with a cop, but he <laughs> definitely, but he definitely, um, he had that intimidation factor. And so I go to this audition with him to this random apartment where we had to go up like 20 floors. It was just super sketchy inside. But then we walked in and it was just film students and it was all legit. Jim just sat in the corner and watched me audition and was kind of like my bodyguard, my muscle. But yeah, I think women get it, especially women in this industry. We get it. If you have an intimidating looking male friend that is willing to go on these journeys with you, take him, take him along for the ride. Yeah. You know, so that was a good friend of yours to go with you. Yeah, it was definitely a good friend of, and it seemed to work fine. I don't know if the people that I was around were dangerous, but they just looked cracked out out of their minds. There were so many of them and it was mostly men. Yeah. I don't really remember any women in the room. I just really remember like these cracked out looking yeah. men. And you don't want to put yourself in that situation either because whether or not someone's harmless on or off drugs, drugs do play a factor in someone's behavior and alter their state of mind. So somebody who maybe not be dangerous off drugs could be dangerous on them. So you were smart to get out of there and not do the porn. I mean, you'll get a Mercedes on your own, you know? <laughs> You can get a Mercedes on your own. So you yeah. went from Long Island and then you moved to Arizona. Where did you start in Long Island? Levittown. Levittown. So that's pretty close to Garden City. It's not too yeah. far. Not too far. Do you miss it? I miss my family, of course. Uh-huh. Um, it's cool to see like kids that I went to elementary school on Facebook and we follow each other on Instagram. And I really have, as bizarre as it sounds, the most emotional connection to the kids I went to elementary school with. Wow. Because those were the kids I spent the longest time with. Yeah. Otherwise, I switched schools a lot. So I didn't really spend a significant amount of time with my other friends. So right, right, right. I don't really, re- like, I don't remember most of the people I went to high school with. And then you moved to Arizona. So we moved to Phoenix when mm-hmm. I was in sixth grade. And then I went to ESU. It's in Tempe. Arizona, it is different. It's a culture shock. I've been there before. But it's, it's um total culture shock. Especially coming from Long Island or New York area. Yes. But also the weather. I do like the weather there. You, your body adjusts to it. Mm -hmm. Your body adjusts to the heat to where 90 degrees is nothing to you. Yeah. Like, because there's no humidity and everywhere is central air. Every apartment has central air. I'm not sure how New York is. Well, see, I remember as a kid, we didn't have central air. We had, we had wall ACs. Yeah. still like that here. I mean, for me, at least it's all wall ACs. Yeah. And that's how it is in a lot of California. There's Mm -hmm. not, there's not central air. There's the wall ACs. Yeah. So, but in Arizona, everyone has central air. I've never met anyone that didn't. Right, right, right. Well, I also wanted to say to you about living in California, there's something about your comedy. I'm actually not surprised that, that was your story because you do tend to in your comedy lean more towards horror stories murder you you're very open about how into murder 
what the interest you have in murder is um, and all that kind of like gory stuff, which I always think is funny. But there is something about you that's super quick-witted. You get to the punchline really quickly. And I do feel like that is somebody who's had to make friends quickly and who's had to like been in different scenarios throughout your life growing up where you're around new people. I'm like, oh, of course she's like that. She's had to come in and be the new girl and be like, here's my joke. I'm funny. Like, you're not going <laughs> to fuck with me either because I'm from New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do make friends really easily. That's yeah. super true. And I do throw, I'm always in new situations. That is pretty true. Yeah. 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 I, I picked up on that. I was like, man, her comedy is so like, you have so many one-liners. You're so quick with it before we even have taken in the next joke, you're on to the next. So I do love that. I thought that was great. I think that's great about you. Thank you. Yeah. How do you love living in LA? So the perks of living in LA, I do like the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like so many ways to be entertained by the wackos yeah like the people are pretty cool for the most part I started like kind of like a slang thing and I told someone and they started laughing I was like yeah they LA'd me and he was like what do you mean and I was like LA people like will say something like yeah like I'll keep you in mind Mm. and I'll pass this this information along and get back to you but they have no intention of ever getting back to you. Okay. So that's like an LA way of shutting you up or like, oh, like submit, you know, in two months. Right, 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 for that. right. Like that's an LA, I feel like that is an LA way of saying no, like I'm never going to do this for you, but they're not being, they're not straightforward. Right, right, right. To not burn a bridge, but not have to work with you either. Correct. Wow. Fake rejection. It is fake rejection. And you just kind of like get used to it. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of annoying, but, but it like kind of logically makes sense in, at the same time. But yeah. Because I was raised to be just like a straightforward person. It can be difficult because I wasn't raised like that. Yeah, you weren't raised with the bullshit. No, I was raised by parents from Brooklyn. So like I was raised that if you so you have something to say, then say it. Have you ever found yourself in a scenario in LA where you've had to where someone's been fake with you and you've had to say like you're being fake? If I sense that someone is a like a fake person, Mm -hmm. I don't let them get near me really. Good. Like I'll just be nice to them, but I won't let them be get near me because I feel like it isn't worth being straightforward with a lot of people here because they're just gonna distort it into something else. Mm -hmm. So it's like not worth the headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. I will say, though, that I think that sometimes people can perceive me as like a bitch because I'm not very friendly with everybody. Well, like I'm not fake. I don't have fake friends. I'm not fake nice to people. I'm polite if I'm nice. If I'm nice, I'm just being polite. And also probably you're always going to be, you were raised by two people from Brooklyn. You're from New York. You're always going to have the kind of no nonsense way about you. That's just something that's going to be embedded no matter what. I've been to LA, but I've not spent a significant amount of time there, but I have talked with a lot of comedians and entertainers from LA. And that's one of the big things that they say. They say, you know, if you're in LA, it's a lot of schmoozing. It's a lot of this. It's a lot of everybody's 
tiptoeing because you never know who you're going to work with. But I just feel like in New York, if people don't like people or people are like, yeah, I don't vibe with that person. They're not an asshole about it. They're just like, yeah, it's cool. We don't have to work together. We don't have to like each other. Like we can just both exist in this space. So you probably have a little bit of that with you too. Yeah, I definitely do. I only want to work around people that I vibe with, with the same type of work ethic. Cause some people are lazy. Like, I mean, yeah. Running, like I produce a show, for example, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to produce another show with another female comic. I've tried to collaborate several times with male comics. Yeah. And it just doesn't work out. Because I end up doing every, like, I end up running the show, like running everything anyways. Yeah. Like this has happened several times. And I also am a little bit of a take charge personality. Mm -hmm. So I just will do it. Like if I see that someone is lazy, I will just do it. And that's not good to be when you're in a team because then you get overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. And then that also can build a lot of resentment and we don't want to piss off a cancer either. (laughs) Did your birthday pass or is it coming up? It's today, actually. Are you kidding me? It is today. Happy birthday. What Thank the you. fuck? You don't lead with that? You don't say, today is my birthday. I'm doing your podcast on my birthday. Holy shit. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh my God. What are you going to do today? I have another friend that has the same birthday. Uh-huh. And my friend Stephanie, she's a comic. Her birthday was Thursday. So we got like a big group of people together and we're going to be going out to this place called Hamburger Mary's. Uh huh. So we're going to be going there and then probably going out after that too. Oh my God. It's going to be an all day affair. That is so much fun. Happy fucking yeah. birthday. Thank you. What a weekend. What a way to start off the weekend. Well, that's incredible. Well, there's one thing I wanted to touch on before I let you go to your birthday festivities, because this is a big day. This is not just a regular day. You said that you are psychic. I definitely think I'm fairly, not like I can be like you on this day, this, but I think I read people super, super well. Yeah. Like, I know how to psychoanalyze them pretty well. Interesting. And when did you discover that you had that ability? I started to get into like astrology and reading into personality types probably in like the last two years. So I like read my chart and I was like, yeah, like I am like that. I can read people pretty yeah. well. I started to like, just kind of like think back about like, even as a child, I could sense things about like, I could sense someone was bad. Like I remember we went on vacation to California and we were eating at like a Denny's or something. Uh And there was this man who kept looking at me and I knew he was a bad guy. And I remember begging my parents, okay, we're done. Let's leave. Let's leave. And I remember him staring at me through the window as like we were getting into the car wow. I just knew that that man was a bad man yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah like I knew it, it. Yeah. yes wow kind of like death situations like I remember my nana died when I was five mm-hmm. and I remember the final time she was going to go into the hospital I knew that like she was going to die but my parents like it was never explained to me that she was sick gotcha. nobody told me that But I remember knowing that it was the end and just, I remember like her sitting on the steps. I remember what she was wearing and I remember just knowing, okay, like this is, she's not coming back. That was it. So, yeah. So Mm -hmm. like little things like that, I definitely have good instincts and I, I'm pretty good at sensing bad people. So I have this thing too, where I, um, have like 
if I walk past somebody who's really like got a bad energy or something, I can usually feel it. Like uh, I'll get kind of like a chill or my body will tense up. Do you have that kind of feeling when you feel it? A little. Yes. Yes. I can tell sometimes when someone's off. Yes. When there's not, and it'll make me, it'll make me like cross the street or it'll make me like, be like, Hey guys, we got to get out of this situation. Yes, yes. Yes. I'll avoid them too. But I try not to make it obvious because if they're, if they're wacky, wacky, oh, they, they know draw attention. Yeah. They'll know that what I'm doing. Well, it's nice to meet a kindred spirit in a uh, good energy and bad energy picked up because uh, I just feel like that's really important for women to have, especially in 2022. And also what's important for women to have in 2022 is women in entertainment is an audience. So Jacqueline, tell everybody where they can find you, follow you or promote anything that you have coming up. So my Instagram and then my TikTok is all Jacqueline Pissarro. So it's just my name. Um, I have a show if you're in LA on that I produce on July 11th. So it'll be Monday at State Social House at 9pm. And I'm co hosting it with my friend Stephanie and we're doing it as characters, um, Rachetta and Angie, we have this ongoing sketch that we do together. And it's called, it's like a spoof talk show. Someone said, another comic said, we're like live action, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I love that. the female version. I <laughs> so, love that. I love that. Such a great duo. Iconic duo. So I thought that was really funny. And then I'll be doing the Burbank Comedy Festival in August. Amazing. So Burbank Comedy Festival. And if anybody is listening to this show on its release date, that's in LA, that means tonight, if you didn't have plans, now you got plans. Jacqueline, thank you so, so much for doing the podcast. This was so fun. I'm so glad you made it out of that porn den in one piece. (laughs) So you can continue to deliver uh, amazing comedy and good energy out into the world. I hope you have a fantastic birthday weekend. It's just getting started. And uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll chat soon. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Is that...